welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to go to the festival as the UK Huns of season four got their girl group on two episodes in. So who rocked out? Who got rolled over? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK four. And joining me is the very disgruntled starlet of the camera, Maddie Parks. How are you? Hello, my angel. I'm happy to be back. I, I'm very excited. Um, you demanded this episode and I was like, OK, oh, sure. Yeah. Fine. Now I know why I get it. <laughs> Um, no, I'm very excited now that my girls have got their chance for the big screen. Of course, this is just the beginning of the rest of their lives. Thank you, Miss RuPaul. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented as through a reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. All these are real people that give the opportunity to be on television to share their crafts, but they also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment purposes for a reality television show. Just the disclaimer. <laughs> oh my God, I want that as a stamp. Right? I just have to say it now because sometimes people get upset. Um... I, I I've had a, I have a, a contestant from Down Under who's was not thrilled with some of the things and I didn't leave that disclaimer on the episode so I have to just remind myself gotta do it again. Had it printed, it. just scrolling through. Literally. Um, now I do want to discuss one bit of information from last week that uh, we'll carry over as we did see at the end of the episode. Um, Cherry Valentine has passed away. Um, May she rest in peace. Did you know her? Um. This is actually a really interesting point. Uh, me and my partner were talking the day before it was announced about her because I unfortunately, and I'm devastated that I never actually got a chance to actually meet her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have admired her so heavily since her season. She was so talented and, and just such a pure soul. And it really came across just constantly. And it was so heartbreaking that we lost her before she could just show even more about herself. Absolutely. And it was, it was, it was so sad. The love that kind of like, the love has always really been there for her in particular. And I think when her season aired and the world got shown just who she was. And then when she was on the world tour as well with the girls in season, um, with all the girls and it was just, yeah, and all the season two girls when they just put up all the messages and letters to her, it was just, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. But she will be forever remembered as such a legend. Absolutely, and, and incredible person. It was, it was really sweet how the show just ended the show with 
that. And for us World of Wonder people who watch it on WoW Presents Plus, um, there was no advertisement for UK DragCon. It was just the the photo, and that was perfect. That's how it should have been. It was. It was exactly how they should have ended it, and I'm glad that her little like yeah. memoir was left for her. May she rest All in right. peace. Yes. All right. So I have one holdover question that I've already posed this question to you, but it doesn't necessarily go with this episode. It's more from last episode, but I'm going to ask you now. But now, I pose it to you, and I need the answer. Please explain your dear friend Starlet's confessional brows. <laughs> What do you want to die? What do you want to um, die? Well, I've now come to learn that maybe laminating brows is a new trend. So, Star, ever since I have known her, even before she was like, before she was called Starlet, um, I have always been so intrigued by her brows as well. So, mm-hmm. pre drag race, Star had eyebrows. They are not real eyebrows. Okay. They are drawn on. So those are what Star's brows actually look like. And she does have voluptuous brows. They are beautiful. Um, but like pre-drag race, she would just glue them down. And honestly, like her brow coverage is the best brow coverage I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. It is so flawlessly done um, because she has got very thick brown eyebrows. Um, but when she went onto the show, I remember she messaged me. She was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to shave my brows off. It's going to take so much time. She never looked back. And they are drawn on. Amazing. Amazing. Because I was like, they're, they're, they're quite big. They're quite, they're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 I've never seen a drag queen with brows that prominent. Like, how did she do it? There's the answer. They are, they are the, honestly, they could not be more like accurate to what her brows mm-hmm. actually do look like when they grow through. And I remember when she did it for the first time and she had shaved them off and I remember going so close to her face and I was like, you bitch, how the fuck have you done this? <laughs> right? Insane. Um, also, I just need to, to make sure she's aware. She has quite possibly the most beautiful speaking voice on the planet. Like, I, so, it's first so off, the South, that this the South African bit. accent is, is always just a dream. Yeah. And then to be so soft-spoken, I was like, I want you to read a kid's bedtime story to me. I will fall asleep. It's so beautiful. Once you get to know her, you don't realize it's soft-spoken. <laughs> but yes, very, very, very um, amazing person to see only in two episodes. Real fuck you. I know. Stolen Rob. Hey, listen. It's There's more opportunities. I mean... It could be an all-star season. There could be a verse of the world season. I don't know. Drag race is all over the world. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's just the beginning for her. It, it is, really it is. is. I mean, I've, I had someone um, before the season started uh, when I posted, uh, like, who are you rooting for? Who are you excited for? Um, say that the person they were excited for was Starlet and then sent me a photo of from like two years ago, them attempting to do a Starlet look. So she's had an impact for a while. And it, I mean, she's been like, she's been such a prominent person on social media. Like we became, we've known, we've known each other for quite a few years and we've fortunately become incredibly close over the years. Um, Our friendship really blossomed during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, And since then she's just been like my rock. She's one of my nearest and dearest friends possible. Um, And I've watched the growth 
from her online presence and her just general drag and her aesthetic looks, everything. I actually met her back in like 2000 and maybe 18 or 2019 at a club. And I remember going up to her um we have two we and her have two different meetings she has our actual meeting I don't remember it because I was quite drunk the second (laughs) one I remember um but I remember going up to her and I remember like grabbing her and being like you are one of the most beautiful people I have ever seen how do you do this yeah well we're gonna get to talk about her a lot and we're gonna talk about this episode wow um two episodes in and Rue's like you know what let's have a girl group challenge do it gag absolute gag two episodes in my conspiracy theory is rue is like you are not allowed to take these girls on tours together because it's taking away money from me so i'm gonna make you have a giant girl group and you can't book them all because you can't afford it (laughs) haha honestly i was like really fucking throw the girls into the deep end because like club kids not taking six girls on a fucking tour that's too many I mean, see. <laughs> so that's my conspiracy theory. Cause, but, but again, um, as I said, like five is like a, a perfect girl group um, number. I also yeah. said three because um, the real good version of Little Mix. Um, and then my friend's like, no, seven. And I was like, oh, wait, you love K pop. So of course you're going to say like seven or nine or 5,000. That's why you want a big girl group. So I get yeah, it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, what a day. Uh, and there is no more just may it's sad to see someone go home first but someone had to do it and it was gonna be may um dakota did not expect her to be in the bottom whatsoever no offense copper um shade Shade. no shade at all but starlet thinks it was may's time but she introduced her to jerry hollowell which no one else had done now she had no idea no, watching her uh interview with why she black she's like i don't know who the spice girls are and why she was like Get out. Ah, ah, I will give her this. So we went after this episode had aired, we all went to our um, main club, which was Heaven. Um, and Spice Up Your Life came on, I think it was. Yeah, it was Spice Up Your Life. Spice Up Your Life came on. I turned to her and I could not have been more proud. She knew every damn word. I was Good. like, you have learned. Good for proud her. of you. Now, Dakota is sad for me, and she says she's an amazing queen. Now, Maddie, I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week. Uh, we know that I was very meh about May. You're her photographer. Give me yeah. the real tea as to the person that I did not see on the show as what was presented clearly did not reflect reality. Uh, again, I've known May for a very long time. Uh, she is one of the most hardworking queens I think I have ever seen. She is so well established. Um, she's been doing like she's been doing drag for years. She's so so well known across London as a Jerry Hallowell impersonator. She's she is the definition of just a camp queen, mm-hmm. and I love that for her. And um, when she messaged me to shoot uh, of her look, um, I was really excited because it's just like I know she's so creative. She's so fun with things. She comes across, I think, probably a little bit like. Not timid, but uh, but it's very like concealed. Like she is very self conscious about herself in certain areas. But like once you actually talk to her in person or you see her, you just understand that she is just such a fun, happy go lucky girl. 
when yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it was just really interesting because what is presented uh, was almost like, how dare you be on the show? You're not ready for it. And clearly she has a resume of like been doing things for a long time. It's just she yeah. does it her way. And um, e- even if she were mad. on the show any longer, um, I don't know if if Michelle is saying, do your makeup differently would have worked. Yeah, actually, no. I think it would, I think that would be that would have been quite an interesting thing to kind of like see throughout it. And I mean, I, I'm excited to, to see how it goes with Danny as well. Because Danny and May mm-hmm. both share a very similar point of they do the same makeup quite regularly because it's right. their like it's their key sort of thing. It's like what makes them unique. Like Danny has always been known to obviously still have the beard, but also have the white face. Right. Is Danny gonna get told to change it? What did this happen with May? We'll see. Now, Danny says that Dakota served a fierce performance and thinks she has more to show. She thinks it's time for her to double her rate, but Pixie is like, well, you have to be paid for drag first before you can double your rate. I was like, ah, that's funny. Um, Copper says it was so close and she is so grateful to be there. She is on it next week and Danny is like, better be a Pantodame challenge. Yeah. Now, we have we've had a Pantodame challenge already, season two, so we're not going to get one in exactly. a while. Now, Copper thinks it'll be easy to see her not be a competitor being in the bottom, but she can't allow that to happen. She's coming for them. But you better start your engines because Peppa is a threat. She says it's only going to go uppers from here on out. And I was like, what drugs did you bring with you? That's cool that they allowed you to bring uppers. Um, only in the UK. The class. Only in the UK. Share with the class, Only in girl. the UK. We're allowed a bit of poppers left, right, and center. Yeah. Now, Pixie says, rest in peace, Joe Black and Anubis Finch, as Pixie is there to do bright and proud. All I'm going to say is maybe we should have eliminated that line because, you know, Cherry, but fine, Drag Race. She kept Her Majesty already done had hers too, so clearly you don't give a shit. Very accurate for the UK. I'm BBC. Yeah. Also, the baby powder to get Smitty out of her latex uh, and her insides have been rearranged. I feel like that's just like a nightly thing for her. Oh my god, that hit Gage with us so quickly. I was like, whoa, oh, there it is. Uh-huh. Um, are you... Um, Close with her in real life. Do you know her? Cindy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know all of I know all of the girls of the season. But the only two that I didn't really know beforehand were Copper and Pixie. But um, I've got to know them really uh, more so. Copper, Pixie. I'm still getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've known Cindy for quite a while before how, she was Cindy. How tall is she? Oh, she's fucking Jesus Christ. She's so tall. Without the one she wears heels, I'm like, bloody hell. Yeah. Like, she is She is tall. She she's got to be, she what, like, tall little, like, 6'3"? Like, oh, God, yeah. She is like a supermodel. Like, she has wow. such long legs. She's stunning. Yeah. Well, Baby, uh, she's not here to play it safe. She's And she's not joking either. And we're going to see a lot of that side of Baby this episode. Ooh. All right. It's a brand new donkey day, and Danny's feeling sweet. What is a donkey day? Honestly, where the bloody hell do they come out with this shit sometimes? I'm like, this is not what we say. Well, good morning, campers. And someone responds with good morning, Danny Beard. Isn't it supposed to be good morning, Miss Good? It is, yeah. Not Miss Beard, no. Ooh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, they lost their first queen, and Dakota's like, who's going next? Not even cold. Not yet, not yet. Black Peppa is congr- congratulated for being the first winner of the season. She is happy with her badge. Um, I want the new one. It's a cute one. I like the new one that they, um, they came up with. I know. I can't wait to see it on Alex, bro. Yeah. Ah! Shade. 
Now, Sminty says she's coming for the badge, as Danny notes that the fashion queens did well last week. Um, will they do well this week? Starlet says, sure, why not? While Sminty wants to know that, that she's not just face, body, looks, and perfection. Oh, to be young again. She's so young. She's so young. The alarm sounds. The queens are prepared for a music challenge. And yes, they are shocked that it's only two weeks in, and they're prepared for the pop star moment. Pixie is very excited for this challenge, and we'll learn a little bit more about that why, why she's so excited. But Rue arrives and sees them out of drag for the first time, and does she like what she sees? No. Go out. Go <laughs> out. Get out. It's really funny when Rue acts, because like she has never seen them out of drag before, but also, has Rue ever seen their audition tapes? Come on. Come on. I, yeah, no. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to be angry at me. Oh, no. Rue's seen them out of drag for the first time. You've seen them out of drag. Who's the trade of the season? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hard. There's actually, no, actually, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few. So. Oh, damn. It. Oh, so right? hard. Oh, that's really hard. Um, okay, I, can I say more than one? Sure, go for it. Okay. Um, obviously, Star, Minty, Baby, and Cheddar, because Cheddar has a cracking bob. I have um, my the same friend who loves uh, K-pop groups said the same exact thing about Cheddar. Um, wants Cheddar to do very naughty things to him. Cheddar's body is like everything I wish my body looked like. It is. Hey, there's still time. There's still no, time for you. Cheddar's I know old. The Cheddar does. <laughs> Never think it. Now, Rue has exciting news. As their maxi challenge, they're going to be invited to the headline, the first ever Yastonbury Festival. Now, obviously, this is a play on the Glastonbury Festival. Have you ever been? I've never been to Glastonbury. It's oh so my God, can we go? Oh my god, go. let's it, do it. It's so hard to get tickets to Glasgow, but like I want to one day. I think the one that I like the of recent years, the version that I would have wanted to go to is when Kylie was headlining. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh I it, it is good. It's like it's it's one of England's like if not the biggest festival for yeah, like absolutely. all of us. And it's, it seems so compared to some of the festivals we have here, it's a little tamer. I mean, you guys have Coachella, like right. come on, and that's insane, Man. right? I mean, um, I think my highlight this year of seeing all the videos and everything was uh, that little collab between Olivia Rodrigo and Lily Allen. Oh, that was cute, actually. Yeah. It was so good. Her singing, yeah. uh, "Fuck You," I was like, "Yes, Disney star." It, and that is a great fucking Lily Allen song. That it's is a great. That would be such a good lip sync. Such a good lip sync. On the BBC. Oh God, <laughs> honestly. What do you have? Everything get beeped. Well, well, we're gonna get there now. They're gonna be performing in two groups with the drag anthem "Come Alive." They have to write their own verse, come up with group choreography and style, sickening girl group looks. This is totally Cheddar's comfort zone. Ha ha ha. As the winner last week and the lip sync winner, Black Peppa and Dakota are the team captains. On Team Peppa, we have Baby, Sminty, John Burst, and Starlet. With Team Dakota, we have Danny, LaPhil, Cheddar, and Pixie. And Copper is left to last, and she's going to get to pick her team, and she's going to pick 
Dakota. Now, everything that I have researched, sure, she may be a little more campier, but in a performance singing dancing challenge, wouldn't you want Copper on your team? Yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. I didn't actually think Copper would get put last because Copper's quite eccentric. Yeah. And she's very like, like she could really give like a, like she can give a performance. So I was like, okay, not sure where this has come from. Yeah. Now Dakota is happy to have her team, but she is worried about matching all the bigger personalities. Copper is asked why she picked this team. And she says that she thinks they're all fucking brilliant, but she thinks the other team is going to be fierce and turn it and work it. And that's just not her vibe. And it's like, that is a brilliant explanation. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, she had, I mean, she made a good point. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, on team working and turn it, Sminty was avoiding eye contact, so she wouldn't have to be with her um the other team. She's a sneaky little witch, isn't she? She's a shady little thing, but she's young. It's what they do best. Peppa was like, I was hoping she didn't pick Sminty or Baby or Jombers, and Starlight's like, but not me? What what about what about me? They love her though. She's a little angel, bless her. Peppa needed to pick the baddest bitches. She says that Jombers is a performer, Baby is Beyonce, Sminty is her bad girl, and Starlet is stunning. She has zero worries and is confident they're going to kill it. And we know watching these shows, when someone says that, they're like, ha ha. Oh, I know. On that thought, Jombers throws out the name Triple Threat, and Baby's like, but there aren't three of us, there are five. And Jombers will say, no, it's a vibe. And I'm like, Baby, you're not that dumb. You do know what a Triple Threat is, right? Right? I really, really like that. I really And she like kept that going cause... throughout the episode. I was like, girl, girl. I know, but like, we'll get on to it, but like, one of my favorite lines. One of my favorite lines. Now, they're going to go with the name, and Baby is still like, it's not making sense, but fine, fine, we'll go with it. Um, as to the queens, listen to the track. Copper knows that it's a rock and roll song and not a cat could a cat 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 walk song. Um, with Team Dakota, they want a, a rock name, so Pixie's going to suggest Shakespeare's Fister, and Dakota will be like veto. No, I have an image. Um, and Danny tries Marina and the Cat Pissers, and it's like y'all yeah, know be- this is going to yeah. happen. Y'all don't think of things before you walk into the workroom. I don't know why. Yeah, the Shakespeare one got me because I remember I remember watching the episode and I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> on the BBC. Um, no, and then Danny strikes gold with Queens of the Bone Age. I was like, "That's hilarious and dumb." Uh, that was show good. us your bonus glass, Barry. I was like, "Yes." Um, I now I this. well, I was looking for a picture for my background today. Obviously, mm-hmm. I went with this one, but I I put in Queens of the Bone Age. Did you know that Queens of the Bone Age is an actual dog bakery in the UK? Where? I don't know where, but I'm not sure where exactly, but it exists. I guarantee you it's in bloody London. Everything is weird. Now, Pixie is called out that she wasn't a girl girl group. They were UK's number one live singing girl group until Tia Coffee got on Drag Race and abandoned them. Pixie never mentions a name, but the girl group is not Gals Aloud, but the Vixens. Uh, it is Pixie, Tia, and Woe Adams. Have you gotten to see the Vixens perform before? I had no idea who the hell they were. I was like, what? when she said it, I was like, who Because I knew, because obviously I knew that Pixie and Tia used to be partners. Um, right. And then they. Which is wild to um, me. I know. 
honestly, especially when knowing Tia's me, current I was partner, like, who is very attractive. Oh my god! What you said about Pixie? <laughs> Pixie is one of those people where I listen. Me and Pixie, we we get each other. I think I think we both know what we're talking about here. <laughs> um no um i yeah i actually i hadn't actually heard of it no tea but i was like because when she said like the uk is like lead singing girl group i was like no tea no shade but like i have never heard of the vixens but okay right um what's going to happen first all the vixens get on drag race or all gals allowed get on drag race oh gals allowed i'm sorry they have three more to go nah it's gonna be gals allowed yeah it's true it's true all right. This challenge is also where Tia was in the bottom for her group on season two. Um, also, we I, come on. That is the most iconic episode, and I will still say the best episode of Drag Race in the world ever was that oh, yeah. challenge. Oh yeah, it was. It's the H and M episode. Oh, it's such a staple episode for so many reasons, but I think the mixture of obviously just generally the bloody song mm-hmm. and. Just oh, I love that. And it moment. being it the post, and being the post uh, COVID episode, it was just yeah. everything about that episode was so good. Plus, for a Drag Race song to hit the UK chart so quickly, that mm-hmm. saying something. It's true. Dakota wants her group to have confident message, and Pixie is like, "No, I'm going to snatch the crown." Dakota doesn't want any snatched or skinny waists, and Danny says their group is like an odd band who was popular in the '80s, who've gone away, had kids, came back together because they're all skint. What does skint mean? Skin. It means you have no money. So like, oh, she's skin. It's like, ah, oh, no, she ain't got no. She's got no money. She's I skin. like this backstory. It makes sense. Now, now I get it. We're gonna learn a fun fact of the night that Baby has a degree in songwriting. Well, I have a fun fact for you, Manny. I have an award for songwriting. Have you? I do. It is from um, the uh, KSF Foundation, and by KSF, it is. The Kevin Spacey Foundation. Um, take that what you will, because that's a long time ago. Five years, six, five years ago. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I mean hell. We should go be a war daddy. Right? Um, baby, let's do a collab. Come on, let's do it. It's be fun. Baby's gonna rap. Jombers will certainly not be doing that. She's gonna mm-hmm. sing. Charlotte doesn't know what she's gonna do, and she's just standing in a field with lots of hats and has no idea which one to go down. I feel that. I get that. Yeah. Maybe we'll tell like that. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like it's, I feel like in this challenge in particular, it's really hard because it's kind of like, it is true. You can go in so many different areas. And I feel like the easiest one to go through is either kind of like speaking it, unless you're obviously a trained singer in drag. It's like, right. do I really want to put myself through that on national TV? Exactly. Now, maybe we'll tell the group that she wants them to write down what their vibe is. And then she's going to like thin it up and make it pretty. Starlet is feeling safe in the hands of Baby, and Baby wants her to commit to giving personality, and she'll be fine. This is Baby's Super Bowl. We're going to hear her lyrics, and you know what? She's beyond saying it. Baby is... So, so again, no Baby for... Like, since she started doing drag, actually, um, we were on tour with Miss Shea Um She... I actually... Have, I've known her for this woman long. I didn't know, one, she could sing, and two... That she could write lyrics and when i found this out i was like this is where have you been hiding this right now you just said she was toward with shay clay do you know who shay clay is going to be opening up for in the u.s i do i saw this um Becky what would who? your mama say yep yeah crazy i saw, that. I I saw like, 
I saw Betty Who open up for Kesha. I love Betty Who. Yeah, she's, she's like, incredible. Let's put her as a guest judge. What's, what are we waiting for? That's the good point. I've, I've got that up. Yeah. I want that. Now, Rue arrives with her friend, songwriting genius, Kathy Dennis. Now, uh, be honest. Did you know who she was? Like the fuck I did. As soon as I was like, <laughs> I, I always love it because I love watching the girls reaction be like, oh my God, <laughs> like, you don't know who she is. Yeah. Well, she is known as the hit maker behind I Kissed a Girl, Can't Get You Out of My Head, and Toxic. I would ask if you're familiar with those tracks, but you are a homosexual, so. I was about to say. There it is. Of course. She's here to help them, and we have Team Black Peppa first. Rue will ask if there are any songwriters in the group, and Baby raises her hand and is like, I have a degree in it! And Kathy notes that Baby has a pen in her hand, and she's ready to go. Next, Rue's going to ask about who they think of when they think of non-Kathy Dennis great songwriters, and it's Baby who says FKA Twigs because of her abstract approach to music. Now, did you catch the little gleam in Rue's eyes? Not because she knew who FKA Twigs was, but because she saw her name on the call sheet. I think it was more of that she saw the name. She had no bloody clue who she was again. Rue knowing who someone is. Right. To be fair, I don't want to be canceled for this, but didn't know who FK Briggs was. No, 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 no. Your homework is to watch all of her music videos, watch her thing live, watch her go up and down a damn pole. She is. Right. I will will definitely do that. Um, now the question is, do they know what their image is? And Peppa says that she discovered herself in the UK because she couldn't be herself in the Caribbean. She shares her lyrics and Kathy says it's great to have her heritage and likes the feisty attitude. She wants her to draw from situations that made her feel rebellious. Starlet is giving references to her biggest inspirations being vintage glamour and how she may come across a bit shy, but she's not. She shares her lyrics, which the music changes and Rue is like, are you a dancer at all? Well, she has a burlesque history. So Kathy says, draw on that. She wants her to find her seeds that will make her sparkle. Rue is very shady to Starlet throughout yeah. this episode. It's kind of like, oh, okay, you said something that I felt like I can drag you for. Yeah. Let's go with that. Now, Starlet shares that she wants to go into the challenge, that she wants to rise to it, and it's okay to be timid as everyone cannot be a Danny Beard, which is fact. Too many Danny hey. Beards makes chaos. I mean, some people can't even grow beards on this damn show. Hold on. <laughs> Have you now seen how young this cast is? It's, it's true. It's very, very true. Um, but let's be honest. Some of them probably got it lasered away so they never can. That's <laughs> true. It's time for Jay Blonde or JB or whatever Rue wants to fucking call her. Um, <laughs> she's going to spit her rhyme and Kathy's like, you're as generic as potatoes. Why do we hate potatoes? Does she, does she it, have a problem with Irish people? Maybe she hates Irish I just, people. I don't know why they're really going at people for saying the Irish potato famine, but I'm just like, okay. Kathy will tell her it's a wasted opportunity, wants her to twist what she has so it can have zest. Now we bring over Team Dakota, where Dakota is sharing that her energy from the bottom two is very subtle. Kathy says her inspiration is great, but it pacifies, so she wants her to be not too polite. Cheddar is glad Kathy is there as she has the first bit down. She talks about being a sweet cheese and she's visualizing Cheddar getting hotter. And who doesn't like hot cheese? Uh, apparently people on my um, Instagram as they as their hot takes where they don't like melted cheese and it's like go away forever, please. And they don't put Delete cheese yourself. on their um, pasta with red sauce. And it's like, 
then oh, you can't eat it. Cheese. Right. I know. Like, who doesn't like fondue? That actually makes people sick. Get out of my pub. Oh, my God. Get out of my pub. Danny shares what she has. And, well, she cursed in front of Kathy. Don't worry. She'll slip up again. Pixie talks about choking out with her thighs, to which Kathy was like, that's quite visual. Um, she is certainly not polite. No, no. No. She, 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 she's a mouthy one. Yeah. Now, Rue is about to leave, but without sharing who the extra special guest is, she's, she's be like, you know what? It's FKA Twigs! And the camera immediately pans to Baby, who is about to implode. Oh my god. Honestly, she... Like, FKA Twigs is like a huge, huge inspiration to Baby. Like Now, FKA Twigs and Shia LaBeouf, right? There's some sort of connection there or something? At some yeah, point? I, it, I don't know. I think they dated Karen, or something. I don't know. I thought it was Jared. I thought it was Jared Leto. They did. I thought it was Jared Leto. Maybe I don't know. Jared <sighs> Leto, fucking bastard, can't even age. Like that's just unfair. I know. I'm pretty sure it was Jared. Oh no, I mean, it's Matt. Wait, no, it was Matt Healy from 1975. That's oh, who she was with. I think. I'm dead certain it's that. We'll find out, yeah. listeners. I'm sure you know. Uh, clearly, I know my FK Twigs history here. So many people. Oh. All right, we're going to hit the main stage to record with Leland and Freddie Scott. Listen, I will take both of them. Uh, one at a time, together, combo meal. I don't care. Daddy's here. Whatever you want, fellas. Um, I love Leland, Leland so much. I have just, I have so much, like, love for this person. I've got such a soft spot, and I'm just like, oh, my God, you're so, so cute. I and saw him. so well. I, did, I didn't get to meet him, but I saw him from afar at DragCon LA. Um, and I just wanted to go up to him and be like, what does Troy Sivan smell like? <laughs> describe the smell to me the touch the feel god i love them <laughs> but leland will remind them that uh the two of them have written songs like uk hun break up bye bye and bde so is that their official ranking from first to worst i mean they said it but that's back it's true it is true all right dakota is up first well her confidence is not found uh say it more confidently and freddie wants them to emote with the words and that's all it took she's growing growth arc in that one episode lafil is up and brings a very interesting sound um and also they're reminding me of the ring rock edition yeah but lafil has a background and like and has songs and is making yeah. them every episode apparently we're not learning anything about lafil this this season nope uh cheddar changed her lyrics at the last minute and got rid of the hot cheese line. She is now a deity alien queen and Rita Vega's like, been there, done that. That is Cheddar's aesthetic to a <laughs> T and it's what she's known for. Won't say anything else. Now, Danny says they all respect Cheddar, but is she a singer? Apparently she is. Actually, no, she is a singer. That is true. No, no, that is true. She has got pipes. Now, Miss Coppertop. We'll flirt with Leland, but once Freddie says that he's happy she's here as a fellow redhead, well, that's when the shit went down. Listen, redheads should not be with other redheads, just like blondes should not be with other blondes. Share the wealth. It's not fair. I don't know. Are you dating a blonde? I am dating a blonde, so I can't do it. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Whatever. It's fine. But Copper Top was fantastic, and Freddie was like, I'll see you at the redheads meeting, aka the stairwell of the hotel. <laughs> I 
Danny brings a bit of a growl to her voice as well as the curse. Now they are on the BBC and Danny's planning on writing a letter to the BBC. That is not that bad of a word. Now, Maddie, I know that you watch it on BBC three. Was it bleeped? Yeah. Well, on wow presents plus it sure was not. We got it. It's so annoying. It's so annoying that it all gets beeped. Fun fact. When you watch it on iPlayer, one of the things it tells you, and it comes up with, it says, there is a PG lock on it. Would you like it on or off? I will always pick off. And yet it still PGs me. Okay. It's it's funny because when we watch uh, regular US Drag Race, it's on VH1 and we get the bleeps for that. But anything that's on Wild Presents Plus or Paramount Plus, bleep free. Let the queens curse. Interesting. Have you ever been to a drag show without a cursing drag queen? It doesn't happen. No, that is, that is very, very true. This, they all smell like sailors. Pixie polite. <laughs> Not polite after hours. She gets roxy rude. <laughs> um, maybe that's how people perceive me. I don't know. But I'm nice and sweet. And then I try to be naughty and everyone's like, Not buying it, daddy. That's fine. Pixie wants to get rough around the edges and she runs out of breath. And apparently that works. That's all she needed was to be out of breath. Um, so come on, plus size people, let's keep on getting out of breath. It works for us. Logic. Now we have the triple threats. Baby needs to set the standard for the recording. Um, she's a one-take Wendy. Boom and now. Oh honestly, so quick, so good. She knew exactly what the hell she was doing. Charlotte is hoping to bring a Marilyn Monroe vibe, and Leland encouraged her to make love to the mic, or no one will hear her. And Freddie says it's meant to be a live performance. So imagine the audience. Um, Starlet will go again, and we see her mess up a few times, but she shares she's usually embarrassed by her voice, and this is outside of her comfort zone. Like I said, girl, your voice is sexy. I love it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like that, like I, I was watching uh, Survivor South Africa just to listen to the voices. Oh my gosh, fun fact. One of the contestants from Survive, it's so weird you say that, one of the contestants from Survivor South Africa was at the viewing. Oh, ooh, that's Did cool. You know? Yeah. That's exciting. She was really lovely. She went up to Star and said it was so nice to see South Africa getting represented. Do you think Star would ever do Survivor South Africa? Or Survivor no! UK? You, you're getting it back. No. She would never bloody be able to survive. Shit. How about Celebrity, I'm a, uh, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Would you do that one? No, because it doesn't involve glamping. That's fair. She Come needs on. the glamour version. <laughs> I want Kitty on that so badly. That would be camp. It would be I would, so I, funny. I think some of the girls from Drag Race, like across the seasons, I think some of them could go on to it. Cheddar would thrive. Cheddar would mm-hmm. thrive. Hey, maybe that's the person. We'll say we'll find out. Sminty Drop is cramming letters together. Um, she does not have a shy bone in her body, but she's not uh, enough. Um, She's got enough tanner for the entire house of Kendall. Um, how how much how expensive does it get to tan yourself that much every day? And how is she going to afford to do it if she lasts the entire season? Yeah, I don't even know. She's got that bronze goddess look down to a teaser. I give her respect for that. I mean, there are still people who are convinced that uh, she's got sugar daddy. I can't confirm or deny, but I would not be surprised. 
No, actually, no. I genuinely, I actually don't even think now. I don't even think Minty has one. I think Minty would want one, but Minty probably. don't have one. <laughs> no. no, honestly, she's, she's probably got the, the way I perceive it. She's got this persona, but deep down, she's probably just like this. Also, probably a goofy person who's just like a genuine person who's like, I yeah, have to be this because is. of the people around me. She is a goofy kind of person, and it's very sweet. She's very, she's she's a very like. She's a delicate little person. She's really lovely. Tell. Like she's a good, she's a good vibe and a good time. Black Peppa is on the MIC, and Leland loves her phrasing and how unique it is. She goes again and is bringing the island gal to the track. Uh, and Jombers prefaces that she may have written too many words, and Leland will tell her that time does not exist. Is she a time lord? Is she the next Doctor Who? That's what you find out on after the season. Honestly, that confessional look. She could be a Doctor. No, so I don't know if you'll get the reference. I'm so sorry, John, does if you hear this, but there is a TV show called um, Kevin and Perry, and it was okay. years ago. And I strongly recommend <laughs> it's spot on. It's spot on. Okay, not the for compliment, but you'll see what I mean. Right. Um, are we just officially calling her Jay Blonde? Is that how we want us to refer to her? I don't get that because I've only ever known her as John Burns, and I'm like, why is she now sounding like a Bond villain? Right. Um, now, uh, again, I, I I use the Drag Race wiki for some information before the season says and starts, and like it said something about her name being a reference to something her friend's dad said or whatever. Is it actually a reference to Jean Benet Ramsey? A bit more sense. It actually might be. Okay. It makes sense. And I was like, no, but I'm like, man, yeah, this is the UK. You can make fun of John Benet Ramsey. We can't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah no, we, we can't, can't we can't get away with that one. Um meanwhile, we have an entire show about Jeffrey Dahmer, so yay to us. I'm on episode six. <laughs> I just finished episode three. I it, it the first episode, I've said it on the other podcast today, it is the best piece of art that ryan murphy has ever done it was so well directed and created i could just feel it going downhill but we'll see we'll find out we'll find out 10 episodes a little too much of uh cannibalism but we'll find we'll it's find. a lot yeah baby is freaking out and does not want john Burst to do this to her she believes that if she's out of time the whole verse will be treason it's treason sminty believes that once they make jombers verse line up the track they'll be a pretty strong group Choreography. Queens of the Bone Age hit the stage first for their choreo session. And we're going to learn that LaPhil has some experience with choreo, so they're in charge. We start with an arm raise while sinking their hip. She wants them to find themselves. And everything is just easy and just takes up a lot of counts. Sometimes yeah. that's all you got to do. Well, LaPhil's got a good background because LaPhil is predominantly known in a thing called Sink the Pink, which unfortunately mm-hmm. is a party that doesn't happen anymore. So we had the last one, which was so sad to see it go. It's been an absolutely great queer party that's going for years. But she was known as one of the Sink the Pink, uh, Sink the Pink girls, and she's always been known as a dancer. So, seems fitting. Danny's dance experience is pissed up at a bar. Uh, she dances like a salted slug. What is a salted slug? What does that mean? God, I could just imagine it just being the worm, but just flopping. Okay, yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of Liverpoolian that I'm going to have to learn by the end of the season. 
Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, we're uh, you don't worry. The majority of the UK are learning it as well. Um, I also, as I said last week, um, with my my dear guest Mandy, um, I said, are 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 all people from Liverpool just known for being that bronzed and orange? Yeah, we had the Vivian. Yeah, yep, hundred percent. Crazy bronze tan accent. Danny's lost, and Cheddar believes she's just unnecessary nervous. Um, Pixie is not worried about the group. She thinks that they can win. The triple threats arrive, and while Black Peppa wants to take a risk and give um, all that they can, Jombers will remind us that Sminty and Starlet do not dance. So let's see how this goes. Baby's going to take the lead with the choreo, and work is being put in, and they're going to do what they can to make it work. But if you watch, Baby is really taking charge, and it's a bit complicated. And we're going to discuss my feelings on why I think Baby sabotaged her own group. Okay. It's the day of the festival, y'all. Um, so which ba- girl band will get the record deal and who's getting dropped? Let's find out. Over on Team Triple Threat, Baby's feeling a pink cone bra moment, which means they will all be decked out in pink. Um, team Queens of the Bone Age. Pixie pulls out a green frock, and that's where some of the girls have colors as well. She wants them to look gorgeous if they're going to sidestep and shuffle. And LaFille thanks Pixie for bringing extra fabric, to which Pixie's like, you say extra fabric, I say, that's a dress in my size. That. That was a very good line. That Brilliant. was very, very, very good. Now, I have to assume perhaps maybe you were on Team Starlet to get her ready for the show. Um, I have been on Team Honey Davenport to get her ready for the show. And I know with her experience, um, they basically were like, we need you to bring 10 dance looks, um, which is AKA bring a dance look in every color of the rainbow because you don't know which one you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how the girls of the UK are advised? So I actually, fun fact about this, I was on Team Baby for this outfit because I was a baby for a lot of these outfits. Um, Actually, about 80% of these outfits, actually. um, The day before she went. Um, And the girls basically just got asked to bring, like, a rock girl group, like, outfit, essentially. So mm-hmm. I think that was the like hard bit for it because like they it is literally as you say like they get asked to be like bring a dance challenge out there bring this bring that and it's like well thank you for literally giving me no description right. let's just go with that because then when there's no cohesion Rook Ball can be like I don't want to see fucking H and M exactly it's like okay yeah really set the girls up for failure it's TV that's how we do it. Queens are getting ready, and we're going to learn in this moment that Sminty is not an actor when she says to Dakota that her pictures are so cute like she has never seen them before. Oh, yeah, literally. Lie, 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 lie. Can't wait for this acting challenge. Uh, But hey, let's get the plot line going. The photo is of her identical twin, Harry, who also does drag. They grew up sharing a lot of things like walking in sync, and Sminty calls it twin telepathy. Dakota reveals that they both were bullied very severely and those experiences from childhood caused bad memories, but they were not too dark as they would walk home with their best friend every day. They have helped each other through every major trauma and event in their lives. And Sminty notices Dakota uses them to refer to Harry and she reveals that they are non-binary. She shares it as a strange as twins that they came out as queer at the same age at age 15 and they were always feminine and there was no hiding of it. Dakota says it was hard to share it with their parents as their dad is a super stereotypical masculine cockney British man who was in the Marines. And I feel like that's a very specific um, person. That is a very like 
typical London. So Cockney is like old school, like London. Like my granddad is Cockney London. They played with dolls until age five when their dad took them away. And Dakota coming out as trans at 19 was difficult as she came out on her own when they had come out with someone else every time before. Drag came first, then she came as trans. And she says, as a transgender drag queen, you have three coming outs. Queer, drag, trans. Dakota says coming out as trans was the hardest one for her parents, but they are so good with it now. And then seeing the show will show them this was all her strength all along. And it's a good thing. Dakota is there to represent young trans people in the UK and for her parents to be proud of it is significant and she is proud of them. She says for Harry, she thanks Harry for the confidence she has as they were the one to pick her up as Harry is her biggest champion. She says she has to make them proud and is motivation to stay. She is the doll of the dolls. Interesting. It's really interesting to get this backstory on episode two for Dakota because I'm like, oh, are we going to lose her very soon? I don't know. But also, this is the first trans contestant on Drag Race UK. This is important. It was was a really emotional, like, path for it. So Dakota and Winona, um, Dakota's twin, um, uh, when I first uh, realized that Dakota had a twin I actually this is genuinely true I didn't even realize they had a twin and I thought it was just like an alternative drag account and I was like why has <laughs> she got two drag accounts this is so bizarre but okay then I found out oh my god no she has a twin and I was like oh my god this is insane a twin and they both do drag mind-blowing oh my god um, like it's almost like it could be like sugar and spice uh, <laughs> who knows (laughs) but um it was really sweet and it's really lovely to see that like Dakota of all people is the one to be the first trans contestant and especially so young like she has a real heart of gold and she's such a pure-hearted person so it's really nice that we're getting that representation that we really realistically needed for the UK and I remember last week uh she made mention that there aren't a lot of trans drag artists in the uk and i was like that that seems very interested is that true drag queens yes but like mm, so we uh, from what i have noticed Mm -hmm. um we have a lot of the trans representation within our drag king community which is really lovely to see um but in the drag queen world not massively Gotcha. I could not say that many drag kings. We've got quite a few. We've got Prince. Uh, we've got um, Prince Chio, of course, um, who is one of like the main drag kings that you would know. They are trans, um, but the representation comes through a lot more as the drag kings instead. Interesting. Yeah, I remember. Um, I guess last year, once the um, rumors started coming out. Um, that like I one of the first ones was that there was going to be a trans contestant, but everyone is like Gino, Gino, Gino. Obviously not. Yeah. Um, hey, that would have been fun too, but um, I guess once you reference Gino on the runway, you're not putting Gino as a contestant. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, I think Gino and Dakota are uh, one of the probably few. I would say there are a few, but it's one of those things where again, unfortunately, it's not as predominantly known. Well, speaking of Danny, uh, Danny says that the other team is skinny and pretty and will look like a girl group while they will look like a cue for Greg's. Um, and that is a British bakery, yes? 
Yes, we love Greg. Um, will you take me when I come to the UK? I will get you a Greg sausage roll, honey, and you will never look back. Yes, I can't wait. All right, let's hit the main stage where Rue is looking fabulous in pink and a red wig. We have Seductions, Michelle Visage, Graham Norton, and FK Twigs. Um, she was game for whatever they want to throw at her. She was like, let's just have fun. Let's just do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to discuss each performance, then head to the runway. So let's start off with Triple Threat. I love that we get the queens from the other team watching backstage again. Always a favorite of mine. Agreed. Overall, I think they looked great as a group. They are cohesive, pink and black, strong option. They each had a personality, but they fit as a group. Was baby front and center um, a baby decision to be the Beyonce? You bet. You know it. Yeah, yeah she knows cool. it. Baby Slade. This was her challenge, and she fucking knows it. Like, I can't wait for the EP. Her birth was amazing. My favorite line of that entire song is, we're the triple threat, and there's five of us for some reason. I was howling. I was like, this is brilliant. So it's dumb. Perfection. Um, yeah, no, she, she did very well. Like it's, I've said many times um, going through Girl Group Challenge in recent um, seasons, it's part of the preparation for Drag Race. You have to write lyrics prior to going on the show because you yes. know what's going to happen. Just write a couple things, make them rhyme, and, and you'll be prepared. Baby came in prepared. She knew. She, she probably is the bitch who, after every time they have a new song drop, I'm going to write my own lyrics to this song. Like I, That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So good, good on her. Um, let's talk about Starlet giving us a different side of herself. Um, what I found didn't help necessarily was her talking about being vintage and burlesque and she's wearing a star bra and fishnets, like not exactly the vibes of the song, but it, it's her vibe. So interesting juxtaposition. The entirety of London and in the, like predominantly London were, jaw dropped that she was wearing a red wig i uh-huh. was jaw dropped because i have not seen her in a red wig so uh-huh. i was like wow okay um i think when she did the outfit she hit the mark for like the rock style to it yeah um but obviously i think in the sense of kind of like when obviously yeah she's talking about being like bella perfection vintage collection um i think she would look blimmin' weird if she'd gone anything other than this now, she gets through her verse, but then we have some very sneaky editing going on that shows her very off with the group choreo. Plot line? I think so. Honestly. They, 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 could not, oh. they made the choice to keep it. Yeah, no, but 100%. Like, it's reality TV. They want mm-hmm. a story, and they want to show the marks where the girls mess up because it's what people are going to want to see. They don't want to see them do yeah. being perfect all the time. Well, speaking of which, uh, Sminty is up. Remember my future ex-boyfriend, Scarlett Harlot, um, how she bombed last season? Well, Sminty's about to do the b- damn same thing. Like, she knows she's off and essentially just stops lip-syncing. Uh, dang. It's because, uh, I mean, to be fair, if you're going to cram that many words very quickly, like spelling S-I-M-N-T-Y-D-R-O-P, like, God. Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So props to her, but yeah, damn. I just feel bad for her because like when she's like, oh my God, is that? And I was like, oh my God, is that Marina? I can't get that out of my head. She she oh. got a last. She got she fucked that one up, but oh. 
Hop Off I'd Hey is still the best fucking song of the year. It's so good. Did you that's see bad. the performance of all of the queens doing that song? Wow, Live? That? I need to watch that. I'll, I'll send it to you. So it was at this um, uh, music festival in the Philippines. And first off, they bring out Prince and uh, Corazon to lip sync um, uh, Sissy That Walk. So uncomfortable. And then they have um, Pink Pussy Energy, then Flex Bomb Girls and them together. It was like an 11-minute set of them doing Pop Pop It was so good. Uh, that come on the Philippine girls come so on good. so good so good so we have Jombers who is just moving her mouth to words that have nothing to do with her verse like the, the, like that was like watermelon watermelon it was not even close to anything she wrote down yeah Jombers forgot the lyrics real fast and it was very evident um, and now again remember how I was confused by Baby and the Triple Threat and five of them for some reason I, we, we, we get that line in the song and I'm like you're going to be having me ask you that question for the rest of your life did not so know good. you wanted that in your track but you're welcome can't wait to meet that you brilliant. So <laughs> and, finally, good. And, and finally we get Black Peppa and she slays it mostly most I hate like I love, 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 love Papa, but I don't know if it's just me, but there are parts in the song where I think there were too many. I'm no lyricist at all, so there was like, there's one line in it where I was like, I think there were too many words, mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. didn't cohesively go together for me. Yeah, like she killed the performance, but when does Papa not kill a performance? I mean, sorry, like come on. Um, but I think yeah, I think maybe she wrote down too many lyrics. That's just my point. I agree. So here is what I think happened to the script. I think what happened was you have Baby and she's in her head that this is her challenge, both as a competitor and as this is what she does. She projected that confidence out and no one on the team wanted to bring down to reality the reality of what the team was. So they decided to be ambitious for all of them. And I think some of the girls didn't want to admit it was too hard. So the result was two queens who are actual triple threats. Three of them were a little bit out of their element. On paper, this team is the team you want to bring on tour and they should win. But they did not because Baby gave them something too challenging. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, Baby is a perfectionist. And I think Baby also had a double amount of pressure for herself. Because like I know baby, I know baby very well. Like I know the way that she works and the way that she thinks. Um, and I think baby being told that she's going to be performing in front of one of her idols, mm-hmm. she's like, this can't be half Baby also has a theater background. She knows how to stand. Like she knows how to be on the stage. And it's like, I think she was like, we cannot give anything less than just right. Great. And I I think the thing to remember is. Go, go back to UK Hun, where um, you have Lawrence Cheney, who is not the dancer, but that yeah. team made sure they were going to be the sexy girls, and Lawrence was going to be sexy with them, and made sure everything worked for Lawrence. I think if Baby was like, took a step back and said, okay, Sminty, Starlet, they're not going to be able to do what I can do. What can mm-hmm. they do that looks good for them, but makes me still look great as well? I would love to see what a double take would be if they if they had another shot to do this. Yeah. We'll get on to that. Yeah. All right. Queens of the Bone Age. We're going to head backstage and Copper will tell the room that they did not match the lip sync with the lips. And uh, 
Don't jinx us, bitch. When the triple threats hit the chairs backstage, Sminty is about to sob as she knows she fucked up. And you have Baby seething. And when Sminty says she feels bad because she knows how much it meant to Baby, well, it kind of proves that this was Baby Challenge. They were all just her pawns. Now, when John Burrs admits she messed up, Baby pipes in and says that she looked around and saw so many people not doing what she was doing. And Baby will say that she felt really confident on stage and she had fun. And Great and Starlet had fun too. And then look at that picture behind me. Oof, Baby was not having it. This is a very interesting moment because this has sparked a lot of controversy across the social medias um, for obviously when Star says that she had a great time and she really enjoyed herself. And obviously she thought she did really well. I will spill some tea. Um, what people know, I don't think people realize, and I think people forget about this fact that they do this twice. They don't mm-hmm. do it the one shot. They do this twice. Right. Um. So they don't know which one's going to be going abroad on TV. So in one, she may have messed up, but in the other. It could be a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. This is reality TV. They're sure going is. to post the one that they think is going to be. Oh, this will get the views for it. And I think people forget. I think people are forgetting that bit. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's not just one thing, hun. They did two takes. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about Queens of the Bone Age. Um, there are neon green punk realness. Um, wow, Dakota got good auto tune. They made her sound like Courtney Love, and it was incredible. Um, Dakota lucky her. She did. Um, also, she loves neon green jackets, but more of that on the runway. <laughs> it suits her so well. LaFille is scary. That's it. Also, if that is what they made out of Pixie's dress, fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I would love to have seen this all one piece. I wish they'd shown how much that was. Um, now I don't want to be that person, but Cheddar was off on the choreo. Oh yeah, oh, very yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 all saw. We all watched the TV. I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. We <laughs> love Cheddar, but if you look at Cheddar at the end of that stage, not the moves, not the choreo. I'm- I think it's hard with with the girl group challenges. I don't know if you do this, but like I find myself re-watching the performance because Hopefully. there's so many girls. So my eyes will be like, okay, for this time of watching it, I'm going to watch Dakota. This time I'm going to watch Cheddar and so forth, so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Cheddar did a great job doing her, but also showing a bit of diversity in the look department. It's still feminine presenting drag with an edge, but only Cheddar can pull that off. Um, if she brought that wig with her, good for her. If Honestly, it was someone else's, I, like, I wanted lucky her that she got to wear that. It was a fucking cool wig. It's so interesting seeing Cheddar wear hair. Yeah. So interesting seeing Cheddar wear hair because Cheddar is bald, but like you never really see Cheddar wear hair that much. And when you do, you're like, whoa. Here's my hot take. Between the look and the performance, I think Copper Top slayed this challenge. Um, was it the best great. or not? Yeah, maybe not the best of the night, but I believed her performance. I was very sold on Copper Top. Oh, 100%. That was nice. You really said, I'm going to show you bitches what I can do. Mm-hmm. Danny Beard gave us green beard. More of this. Thank you. 
oh my god I don't know what it was but like in the close-up where she's like dabbing on the beard <laughs> it was just like I was watching it and I was like this is making you um pixie calling out the uk huns very funny but also this was one of those performances where her conviction and ease on stage allowed her to like fake it till she made it um am i the only one who noticed that when the breakdown began it was cheddar who was clapping like a white person on the wrong beats i'll be watching that back to see this one and two and three and four. No, 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 Cheddar. No, no. Mm, okay. She went five, six, and then two again. Yeah. Um, and backstage, uh, the triple threats are silent. Not happy. Not happy. Baby will finally say that she hasn't said anything because she doesn't want to be rude, but she's disappointed. John Burr says she is too. And Baby will say everyone was enthusiastic when they were rehearsing and they were doing a good job. And John Burr's like, yeah, same. I agree. You don't think I think that? And I was like, ooh, this is going to be like a plot line for episodes to come, isn't it? I can just see it. Now, Baby's saying, right, Baby's saying, I appreciate you for trying your best is code for you ruined this for me, bitch. (laughs) She even went to that. She even went on her story and was like, I just watched the episode. God, I'm dramatic. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> All right, category is Neon Nights, and in honor of the runway, we will play Neon or Neoff. <laughs> Starting with Starlet, look by Joshua Hansler, photo by Maddie Parks. Yes, I've been waiting this for this. Is so beautiful and sexy. I love Velvet. Pink, yellow, great combo. She is truly the Neon Demon. I wouldn't mind going down to hell with her. I love the tail. It's kind of like a dinosaur, but make it demon. Um, this is not vintage and yet she still has that aura about her with this look. She does not need to show skin to be stunningly sexy. This is the mark of versatility in fashion. Yes, her face is snatched literally. We love the beat. Um, I think her face should be hung in the Louvre. This, when I first saw this, and obviously I this is pre-photographing it. It was on another shoot actually, but will come soon. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the headpiece first and I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And the detailing on the nails being pointed, yeah. I was like, I love I love when Star does things that like no one expects. Everyone expects vintage glamour for her and it's very like prim, proper, and don't get me wrong, still prim and proper, but it's got a weirder element to it. Like the shoulder pads, the little fluff bit to it. Joshua um, made the bodysuit to it brilliantly. It hugged her body fantastic. Loved every second and she did embody the neon demon she did michelle says that she literally looked like she was stricken with panic and that made her uncomfortable she says to bring her face to the production as she knows it's there twigs says that if she's going to be soft and alluring there still has to be intensity and that light ram says there is a level of energy when you're performing something like that that you have to fake it till you make it and he says the look is gorgeous and mad and crazy and wacky and says she didn't seem to have any fun and he wanted to see her joy rue will say that she doesn't know she knows she's a look queen but this is where her performance chops could have paid off starlet will say that she that the nerves got her and other people in a jumble that but honestly she had a lot of fun Okay, um, I still, this is not the first time we've heard Michelle say that someone's made her uncomfortable. Um, I just don't like that line, and I think we need to not say that anymore. I think it was 
it was one of those moments where it's kind of like, what do you kind of expect? Like, not everyone exudes pure confidence. Some people do get nervous on stage. But the worst thing that you can say to someone in that situation is being like, you made me uncomfortable when they are already feeling really uncomfortable. It's yeah. like, what w- was that needed? This look, though, <sighs> neon. Neon. Oh, the audience. Couldn't be happier. The audience. 97% neon, 3% knee off. You motherfucker. It, we almost had a fucking 100%. You're having 3%. I will, have, I will be having words. John Ambers Blonde, hair by Declan Shields, latex by Lady Lucy, latex coat by just Christopher Kane. Uh, not Rue shoving a painted with Raven plug in there. Um, I think this is East London punk fashion with a neon flare. I feel like it is two 80s looks that should have been perfect together, but actually are not. The jacket was so drab compared to the brightness of the neon that just overpowered it. I also think the neon jumpsuit needed a belt to break up the the all the orange of it and bring that jacket into that world. Also, the pink wig severely lacking. Like you should have been neon. What was going on, Jombers? You're a fashion bitch. I think she, I think she went into it um, with like the idea of kind of like oh, it's like a bright color situation. It's definitely going to be neon. I personally did not really get neon from it. I liked the concept. I liked the colors and everything like that. But it wasn't something where I was like, oh my god, my, like. For me, neon is like, oh my God, my eyes actually hurt from looking at this for quite a while because it is so beamingly bright. This was more like a traffic cone style of orange, very like yeah. matte to it. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked the concept to it, but it just wasn't that neon for me. Graham will say that she had good energy and she was selling it, but there, where it went was wrong was she gave herself an impossible job as it didn't matter how well she knew the lyrics. She just couldn't get her mouth around them in that time. Twigs will say that there were a couple of girls that were such strong performers that kept on drawing to other energies on stage. She loves the outfit. Michelle says that she did it her way with the look and she has been saying that drag is art for 30 years and so are the boulets. Um, Rue says she can tell that her brain was going, okay, I have to lip sync in this and remember choreography. Oh my gird. I wish Rue had just said Irma Gerd. What a missed opportunity. Could you imagine if Rue said Irma Gerd? Irma Gerd would be on a UK or UK versus the world, US versus the world. She'd be on any show because Rue would get to say Irma Gerd every week. That's already been leaked on Twitter and Irma Gerd has literally been like, hold on, what? Irma Gerd. I love Irma Gerd so much. She is so I love fun. Irma Gerd. John Bruce will say that she queen. missed a lot, but she wanted to say too much and that is her everyday normal life. John Burs. Neoff. All right, John, the neon. Audience, 33% neon, 67% neoff. Baby, look by Bang London, hair by Saba Vodka. I appreciate the neon. It's there and you get the category. Are there a few too many elements in this look? Yeah. If she edited out the feathers, I think that may have done it for me personally. The bodysuit is brilliant. The yellow harness is brilliant. It's, it's the added softness of the feathers that I feel like interfered. So I saw again, uh, banger, my babies. Uh, I saw this outfit when I was being stoned um, and I saw it on the table and I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. I saw it without feathers. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so sick. I love the chains to it. I love the detailing to it. I think it's a really good like pattern to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know if it fully cohesively went together like greatly, but did it fit the mark of neon? A hundred fucking percent. Absolutely. Especially with that wig. Mm-hmm. Graham says that baby has arrived. He says she was great in the group and was one of the people. It was hard to not look at. With the look, he is dazzled by all the details, but wonders if there is too much detail. He says a chain less or one less gay chicken. Michelle says she was so powerful and commanding the way she owned the stage. She says her lip sync was spot on. She says the look is super fun. She loves the hair choice, but the neck thing closes her up a bit, and, but it's really fun. Rue says that when she told the girls that she was coming, a baby lost her mind. So Twig says, well, that was incredible. And she's such a natural performer and completely magnetic. And baby says that she is such a big fan of hers as she taught her to be okay and be herself and thanks her for inspiring her baby why didn't you say when we collaborating come on you had your moment do it i could be it i could very much be it be it she probably would have said yes or probably would have said yes uh baby just a little edit loved it it's a neon it's a neon for me though but would have enjoyed that but that is audience 70 percent neon 30 percent neoff cementy drop Look by Poppy de Boulay, hair by style by Vodka, who is getting a lot of action this specific episode. Vodka, you will see throughout just a shout out promo for Vodka. Vodka is one of the most talented stylists in this women, like like in London by far. There's so much to come. Massive proud. It is a bold move to go out with the top and just pasties. It feels like with this look, it was lazy and not deliberate. I think the elements that she brought are extraordinary. The wig is cut. The dress is amazing. The boots are killer, literally. Um, if she had some jacket that paired with the dress, it would have sold it. It didn't need to be closed. I just needed a top piece. This really does feel, feel like she was testing to see if bringing, being a stunning twink can cut it. And sadly, not everyone feels like a can. This, uh, this look for me was kind of like, it looked like, okay, I think this was the last outfit that you had prepared. Um, and I mean, like, it's, it's hard to afford, like, every single outfit. It's completely, yeah, like, it, 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 it's fair. Um, I just don't think it was fully finished, in my personal I, like, yeah. view of it. Like, I think, like, the parts that were great for me, the neck upwards, the hair was brilliant. The makeup uh-huh. was stunning. I loved the nails. But, like, I think if she'd gone from a direction of kind of, like, playing with like the very like updo hair very almost like lightning bolty mm-hmm. it was a bit kind of like bride of frankenstein in the shape as well and then like the fluffy bits on the nails i would have loved to have seen that more um i didn't really get the pasties kind of like at all i thought they were too large i think they were supposed to re- be like an alien Base. sort of like thing but i didn't really get that as much yeah. and yeah i think it was just an i think it was just a bit of a sort of like unfinished moment to it it could have been something else. Yeah. Michelle says she had some wobbles and there were parts where she was supposed to be singing, but she was waiting. She says it was so funny as she was ma the all entire time. Bring the folks down, she says. She will ask her if she does other silhouettes. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Michelle, you've seen four looks. Two had the silhouette. Shut your mouth. She's getting mouthy and it's two episodes down. Twig says she has a lot of natural talent, but her nerves got the better of her. Rue says she is surprised. She is not a performer as she seems like a performer, but she says she's only performed like three times. She will say she sminty flopped on her face. And Graham says that she does not look, uh, that she does look good, but be braver with what she's wearing because she's not going to look good. Um, I'm going to give this a neon, even though I want more to it and to finish it. But um, 
listen, if you've got a body like that, sure, just share it. Congratulations. It's a, it's a neat off for me, just purely because of the fact that I know, like, I know Smitty can do so much more than that. Yeah. I think it was just a bit of a not her best. This was very mixed by the audience. 52% neon, 48% neoff. Interesting. Black Peppa. Um, look by Joanna Prosmo. Hair by Style by Vodka. Nails by Claire Fagan. Earrings by No Basic Bombshell. Hat by Peppa. Made in the uh, hotel room the night before. I expect, like, I'm so, so good. This was a walking work of art. The silicone sculpted dress was mesmerizing and beautiful. Now, I don't know if it's the way it fit or if there was something else wrong. I needed the angle of the cut of the dress to be sharper. If you look how it was tied in the back, I fear it was put on incorrectly because it was not even X's with the ties. It was kind of wobbly. I think she it was off a little bit because if you look at the, the, um, the dress on a mannequin, it does have a sharper um, edge there. That being said, the black hair with the hat worked wonders together. These were drag proportions that we deserve. She knows how to dress. Yeah. Like she's so like she if she's got a concept in mind of kind of like the way that she wants to look, she will make one hundred percent that it looks good. The hair was beautiful. That's an under entire the suitcase. damn hat. The hat was a Exactly. Like the hat was a great idea. I'm really glad she did that. Like in the hotel room, to get it on. Like mm-hmm. my gosh, that's brilliant. And the level, the thing with Pepper that I always admire so much is like the thought and care that goes into creating these outfits or just pieces is brilliant. A silicone like outfit that's hugging her, mm-hmm. brilliant. Michelle, like a neon mum. Yep, Michelle, who is now just white salt says that watching her was wonderful entertainment. She knew that her lyrics, she had her attitude and she looked great. Her critique is don't do all the things as she as if she just picks one. It's probably enough. She says she looks beautiful in her look like Diana Ross. Twig says her performance was incredible but wasn't as confident on the runway. Peppa will say that she wanted to make sure she looked like she walked out of an editorial fashion page. Graham says the runway was the moment and Rue will instigate and say that she put the group together. Is she happy with the performance? Peppa will say, considering what happened, she knows they were too ambitious with their lyrics and choreo and all that stuff, but she has no regrets. Absolutely none. Good for you. Stand with it. This look, beautiful. Neon. Does it even need to be said? Neon. Audience, 91% neon, 9% neoff. Copper top, yeah. Copper top, look by Marmalade, wig by Wacklet Wigs, earrings by Dragged Out, rings by Wigs and Jewels by Tiff, and shoes by Bake a Shoe. I think the aesthetic is amazing, bringing a bit of period into the 80s with the neon uh, resulted in something fun. The blue and orange made her look like she was a mascot for the New York Knickerbockers basketball team. Michelle's going to say the Miami Dolphins, but babe, they're orange and teal, and that is not the right color, bitch. Even I know that. My problem is while the orange was neon, it was not the focus as the other colors, which were not neon, pulled the look into a different world. And very cool Marge Simpson wig. This? I don't know why. I got obviously it was very like period and everything like that, but I was getting like gold fish in a bowl. I don't know why. I think the orange and blue for me was going very aquatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of thinking, I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting like floundery, but pop off. It was also like very panto. 
yeah, the lips did it for me. Copper, I'm going to give you a knee off. Sorry. It's the colors. The colors were not right. I'm going to give it a neon still. Yeah. The audience, 41% 41 neon, 59% knee off. Danny Beard, look by Hun, hair by Manhandled Wigs. It's Bag of Chips doing Juno Birch in a Danny Beard silhouette. Um, If this is what Danny does, great. But this silhouette is very specific and it will get to the point where it will be the Bianca thing all over where you know she's going to give you the same shape every time, different fabric and different colors. I like the elements and it's certainly fun. I'm just ready to be blown to smithereens. I was underwhelmed. Yeah. I was really like, oh, okay. And I don't know what it was, but I really hated the bubble guns. I really hated the bubble guns. <laughs> if they were like, if they were like the lasers, like green lasers, I would have been like, oh my God, sick. Taking it a step further. But when it was kind of like, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I'll give it a neon. It's good. I want more. It's a neon. It's a neat off for me. Just purely because of that, that I'm like, I want more. The audience, 71% neon, 29% knee off. Cheddar Gorgeous, look by Licorice. Uh, can we please let her do a photo shoot with Evie in her shroom look? Like, that's what we deserve. Though that mashup of um, Cheddar and Starlet is stunning. I know. Stunning. This is just amazing. I think the hand-painted element of this is what makes it look so expensive and brilliant. I think there is not a stone or shroom out of place. Cheddar can sell anything. I do wish the bottom was not as bold red and orange as it would have played with the other colors a little more, but it still tried to be in the neon family. But this was exceptional. Oh my God, what a moment. The, the thing I love so much about Cheddar as an artist is they are so conceptually intelligent. Yeah. Good phrase. Um, but like, she is so good at just, really putting a story to something like this was beautiful she took one of my favorite things ever i love little fun guys they're so cute um and just turned it into such a conceptual like art piece and she yeah. always does this with her drag and it's so incredible to see but this was brilliant the little like puff of dust at the end of it the colors the makeup the head like the mushroom head breathtaking neon ne oh my god what's above neon it's that 100%. audience 97% neon 3% neon fuck you I who is this hateful 3% I know right it's different people it's different people Dakota Schiffer look by marmalade hair headphones by Winona Schiffer hair by Dakota uh, there's always a difficulty of coming in with a specific image brand because when you go out of it and look this excellent you're going to be asked why did you go back dakota looks vintage and modern all at once she's giving me that kind of glow worm stuffed animal vibe from the 80s it's an old doll go look it up um yeah i'm that old uh the puffer is amazing the dress is right on like this is what you wear if you're modern going skiing in the alps um one thing she's doing here is showing just a bit of skin in that middle part of the chest and that's sexy enough very good week for dakota Schiffer. This and I texted her immediately, and I was like, This is without a doubt, and hold me to this. This is one of my favorite things I have ever seen down the runway of Drag Race in general. I got the concept so quickly. It's a reference to Pokemon. One of the gym leaders 
the like Winona killed it with the headpiece made of cardboard and a dog toy. Brilliant. <laughs> so smart. Um this is one of the best Dakota has ever looked. This was brilliant. I want that jacket so badly. Ask her for the it. The heels worked great. Oh, trust me, I'm going to be stealing off the bitch. Um, the shoes worked great. All of the colors were so cohesive. Everything about it was just neon. Neon, neon. neon. Audience, 82% neon, 18% neon. The film, look by H-O-N, hair by Ross Kwan. The fact that she's giving going as Naomi Campbell after picking up trash on the side of the road is a moment. Uh, the execution was interesting with the giant jacket, but hey, it's fashion. She's a model. The silver dress underneath was the reveal. Very funny. LaFille did not realize that picking up litter with a clicky hand thing will now forever force her to do this as her character for the rest of her life. Like, I suggest, like, this be your thing at DragCon. Like, when you're taking money from people, just, like, like that's her thing. This is the River Medway um, pointing problem. She's going to have to do this. I fear that LaFille is fading very fast and I need her to step on it because this cast is, is going full speed ahead and they're just playing along. Yeah, I think it's hard considering everyone's got such big personalities. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you really can't get lost in this dog pen like you can't. Um, as for the outfit, this might be my cancel point. Um, I actually didn't even realize that that was a reference to Naomi Campbell picking up trash. I had no idea. So I was looking at it like, what's this? Why? Huh? This is cute. Um, but after looking it up, I thought it was really cute. Um, and I also really liked the fact that she rhinestones the crisp packet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, really rate the level of detail. I'm going to give it a neon. Oh, it's a neon Soft for me, one. 100%. Yeah. The audience, 62% neon, 38% neon. Uh, and finally, Pixie Polite. Look by Adam Frost, hair by something Wong. Proportions. Not know the hair. Okay. This is something I feel like I'm going to call Pixie out all season on. The shoulders are huge. The jacket is cut high up and it smushes her. The hat needed to be bigger. She's not a huge girl, but she's dressing herself up like she is. I need her to go ring Lawrence Cheney. They have a very similar figure, but Lawrence padded perfectly in a way I've never seen the plus size queen do. Pixie can do that if she found the right way to use proportions. Now, the neon, not my favorite. It looks arts and crafts. I completely agree with you, actually, on the proportion sizing for her, because you are right. She is not like a big, big girl, but that jacket kind of like suit moment didn't flatter her as much as it Mm. could have it was very like boxed to her there was no shape to it um the neon was not my favorite because again neon to me is something quite bright and the colors seemed quite mattified to me i thought the hair was lovely it was really nice to see her with such a different wig color that like i don't think i would have ever expected to see from her her face looked absolutely beautiful Mm. So good, but I just don't think cohesively altogether it didn't complement her in the way that I think it could have if I it agree. just had a little bit more shaping to it. I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna say knee off, but I think I have confidence in Pixie, and that's why I'm being really rough on her right now. It's a knee off for me. I think there could have been just elements to it that could have just been altered. The audience, seventy three percent neon, twenty seven percent knee off. We're gonna get right into it as Rue announces all the winners. Queens of the Bone Age. 
not only are they safe, they all get repeater badges. Do you think this was too many repeater badges to give out at once? That's six. I was kind of hoping that it was going to be a case of, but one of you really shined. I agree. That's what I wanted. Um, I would have gone to Dakota or Copper, I think. Oh, yeah. I I was a bit like, I was a bit like, okay, why is, why is every single one of them suddenly got a badge? Cheryl Hall somewhere was crying her eyes out. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then all triple threat off for elimination. I mean, them's the breaks, kids. Mm. We're going to go to Untucked Junior, and in the workroom, the Queens of the Bone Age are very happy. They can't believe they won. Dakota will say that they truly won the challenge as they did such a good job. LaFille says it was a big week and wanted to win so badly, so she's happy. And Pixie is just overwhelmed with the challenge as she felt her entire drag career had been building to this exact moment, and she didn't want to mess it up. This is a dream come true. Copper will remind them that they now all have repeater badges, and they're not going to stop until they come alive! Um. Uh. Yeah, I just think this is going to complicate things when we get to the end of the season. But that's me projecting some of these people are going to be at the end of the season. But who knows? We'll find out. The triple threats arrive, and they are just ready for the booze. They're like, "Give it to me." Um. Black Pepper feels like shit going from winning to the bottom. Cheddar will say that they are all being quiet, and Baby is never quiet. She says she's being quiet out of respect. <laughs> okay. Baby's not worried that she will have to lip sync. She's just trying to hold it together to not be a dickhead. I was like, thank you for admitting it. Um, you're it's right, like, but... Yeah, it's like, don't say it. Pepis does share that she did get good critiques as they enjoyed her performance, but will admit to the room that they were all ambitious and their lyrics in choreo. Baby will say that some girls got in their head and she doesn't want, doesn't want to judge anyone for being human. John Burns is convinced she's in the bottom 100% but she won't point fingers anywhere but herself. She was looking forward to this challenge, but she fucked it up on her own. Sminty, though, does not believe John Burns will be lip-syncing and thinks it'll be her and Starlet. Sminty says that they told her her silhouette seemed repetitive, but she's not going to an old maiden dress. Cheddar will rightly take offense to this, as she says there are so many more styles than sleek and precious and sculpted and old maiden. Um, so who's making the old maiden dress for Sminty? You know she has to do a shoot in an old maiden dress just for shits and giggles. Oh, God, yeah. You know someone in Manchester is going to hook her up with that. I mean, she's in the house of Kendall. Ask one of your sisters. Right? Sminty is aware that she fumbled the big bag big time. She is feeling like she let her team down. And Starlet will say that Michelle said she looked uncomfortable. To be fair, that's not exactly what she said. Though it might have been unaired, maybe she did say that. She didn't say that you, Starlet, looked uncomfortable. She said she was uncomfortable. Um, two very different things. But still, mm. Michelle, please don't say that again. It just, it's, it's unfortunate. She's it's very nothing. Like, would you say that to your own child, who's probably the same age as Starlet? Oh, my God, yeah, that is probably true, actually. These young bitches. Yeah. Starlet says she had a good time and knows it's an unfortunate situation as she wears face tape, which restricts facial expressions. Do you think she should have said that to the judges and would it have made a difference? From the way that I think this episode was storylined, no. I think this was from editing as well. I think it was a very kind of like clear cut storyline to it. I think 
because with the face tapes to them, they are obvious. Like you literally will see them as well. Of course. Um, and you'll know that obviously they don't move. Also, it's a bit rich that we're saying that like she has no facial expressions when Rue, we know how much Botox is in your face. Literally. Literally. We want to talk about facial expressions. Hold on a minute. Um, but yeah, I think it would have made any difference. Yeah, I, ju- I, I think why I would have liked her to just say it is simply just to defend herself because you can mm-hmm. tell that she in this moment is young and is doing things by the book and wants to be respectful and blah, 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 blah. But we've seen other queens in the show be like, no, this is why. And it gives a new sense of respect, at least for the audience to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would have missed. But you want that beautiful face, Rue? You're going to have to deal with the face tape. Yeah, exactly. I think as well, this moment was a kind of bit of a sort of like, like we were discussing earlier, they don't know which one's going to get scared. Right. So it's like, oh. Now, John Burns will tell Starlet that she did get the worst on the performance and not the look, but Starlet will say that the look is 50% mark, which we know on Drag Race is true whenever the judges feel like that. I personally, after watching as much Drag Race that I do and critiquing it, it's not a thing anymore. It's not something that for how drag race works it's the maxi mm-hmm. challenge and then the runway is the thing that will help you get up a point or down a point like if your runway is amazing it'll help you like if you were bad in the challenge it'll get you safe if you are amazing in the challenge but the runway is bad you're going to be safe the runway does not hold as much weight as we think it does anymore the runway is that extra little thing that is like, we're going to be able to have a top 10 list about the best runways later. That's all it is for now. And it's a showcase of, of fashion. Um, Cause yeah, there was a time when uh, let, let, let's, let's be honest. She would admit it too. Jinx Monsoon season five runways. Ooh. And she won the season. <laughs> She's aware of it. it. It, the runways don't matter as much as if you are giving it in the challenges. Um, but you know what? It's a good conversation to have. Starlet, I'm glad you started the conversation again. 50% of people will agree with you. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, I I kind of agree with her because I'm kind of like, I do get where she's coming from in the sense of being like, there are, like, you will see, there have been so many times in the past in Drag Race history where there has literally been a case of, like, someone has flopped hard. They come out on the runway and they're wearing something that's like, oh my God, you literally look like you just stepped out of Vogue. Right. Wow. And then Rue's suddenly been like, Okay, no, you'll stay. I like this. That yeah. saved you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's obviously been moments where someone's done really, really well in a performance and they come out on a runway and they're like an absolute sack of potatoes and they're like, it's bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a hard one because I think, I think to be honest with you, I think it's more how the fuck does Rue feel for the day? What does, this, what does the producer say in the earpiece? Yes or no? Exactly. Now, we usually don't go through what the judges say in the judges chat, but I do want to get your take on Michelle's remark um, on Starlet to tell her face to be goofy. It felt very mean-spirited. Again, it's this kind of like point of being like, when you've got someone who is more so on the like shyer side to it, for example, to kind of like tell them like, don't be shy. It's like telling someone when they're upset, being like, stop being sad. Right. Not really helping me right now. Um, I think she could have gone about it in a way of just kind of being like, maybe find some, find the way to kind of like develop and kind of like come out of your shell more and give mm-hmm. them the time to do so. They've done it with other girls in the past where they've allowed them to kind of like go through it and be like, okay, you seem really shy right now. 
I mean, let's take the grand of them all, Pearl, right. um, and be like, let's get her to come out of her shadow a little bit more. And obviously, as time goes by, she woke up. She did. Rue has decided that baby, Black Peppa and Smitty are safe with Starlet and John Burr's in the bottom two. Do you agree? I don't agree. But, and that's not because, obviously, very good friends. Um, I genuinely did think from watching the episode I thought it was going to be John Buzz and Sminty only because Sminty forgot obviously the lyrics but I also noticed that she really really messed up the choreo like quite a lot so here's what I have to say if I was judging last week Black Papa wouldn't have won it would have been Starlet oh yeah I think with a win last week she wouldn't have gone home yeah I don't think she would have been in the bottom uh, so I think one, one week of judging really can affect the entire season as we've learned on this show. That being correct. The song is About You Now, written by Kathy Dennison, performed not by FK Twigs, but the Sugar Babes. Do we love the Sugar Babes my, in this house? My favorite Sugar Babes song of all time. Um, this song is iconic, and this is where John Burr's with performance experience was going to outmatch Starlet, who as she said, has had very little performance. Um, is it true that she had never performed prior to Drag Race? That can't be true. She had performed, I can tell you, she has performed four times pre-Drag Race. Meanwhile, in Drag Race US, you have to perform a million, in ti- million times a yeah. week if you want to get on. Yeah. I think they both had fun. It's a great song to lip sync to, but John Burch just really brought it. Um, was there a way to remove the tail? No, it was fully attached. So I think yeah. if she removed it, she could have moved more. It, you don't yeah. want to step on it. You could have tripped. Because that thing was fucking no. long. Damn it. I think, I think with that outfit as well, um, it was a case of like, she couldn't really move much. Like the heels are glued to her so the whole leg piece goes onto gotcha. the steel is glued the tail is not detachable it's actually stuck onto it so i'm glad she took off the headpiece and be like nah goodbye yeah um but i think it was it was one of those moments where it's like Fuck, that's really not an outfit to let's think of that's yeah. really not one to um i wish someone will do this for me but starlight and that death drop is going to be my new gift for when i'm tired i have never been so proud I need it. Um, sadly, Rue has limited Starlet as Jomber's wand stays. Do you agree? Oh. I so I don't agree that Star should have gone home this second because it's a case mm-hmm. of like I think it was a case of like there was so much more that she could have been like could have brought. And yeah. also kind of like she could have like really developed as you could like they went along because it's kind of like they were giving her loads of critiques to be like, oh, we need we want to see this. We want to see this. You didn't give her the chance to show you. Listen, I, I have said it already. She's not done. She's not done. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, this is the person you want to have on your show. Uh, though you might not get her on the show again because I can see her getting a makeup deal and editorials and she, you're gonna, she's going to be too expensive for you. So. Starlight, you, you, you're fine. You're gonna be good. Yeah, Maddie, you're you're perfect. That's the best prize <laughs> out there. <laughs> no, she she will do what stars do best, and she will shine. Yeah. 
um, watching her say she has to find a new dream was kind of heartbreaking because um, you could see the pain in her and also her crying off all the makeup. Oh, so sad. So we sad. Um, we went to her uh, doing party with her and it was a very, very emotional night. Um, we all had a very, very large cry together because um, it was it was heartbreaking. It really, really, really was. Um, and it meant a lot to her because yeah. I think she really kind of felt that she'd like let not only herself down, but like the people who supported her down. Um, and it was it was it was really tough to see. It really was. All right. Got some burning questions for you. What is Starlet's legacy? On the show or in general? In the, on the show. <laughs> I think her legacy, honestly, is going to be the for some, for some weird reason now her voice, um, but I think also the one that got away. Yeah, I can see that. Next week, design challenge. Who's in danger, girl? Oh, oh, because some of the girls can throw this one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm a bit worried about LaPhil, Copper, and Pixie. Copper and Pixie, I don't really know if they can, but I don't know if LaPhil can so. So we'll find out. We'll see. After two episodes, the winner of the season is. I mean, my when I got step home, but. <laughs> um, ooh. The winner of the season. So far from the way that the judges are acting as Miss Peppa. I agree. I'm still going to go Black Peppa all the way right now. Um, but the mighty got to fall at some point. we got to see how it plays out. Maddie, where can we find you on social media? PayPal and any projects you want to plug? Um, you can find me uh, on social media on Instagram at Matthew underscore Parks. You can also find me on Instagram from my photography page at MTY Parks. Um, you will see many more shoots coming from Drag Race this season. Um, keep an eye out for both Just May and Starlet. They are my little angels that I have worked with this season. Uh, and the best is yet to come. Wow, you are the curse of the season. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I try. It is such a pleasure having you on all the time. Thank you for being here. And thank you so much for having me once again. A huge thanks to Maddie for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blogtalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theatermanow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.